was that again? That was that. That was that felt spiteful. That was that was out of spite because the first clip didn't didn't pick up. It is, you know, yeah, you know what? I say we're going to have to cancel our fancy company dinner and get some decent equipment that can fucking do the job right. Hey, or that's you know. on your end, bud. You got a bad mic over there is what I, is what I'm hearing. Well, then I'll tell James <laughs> to buy a better one that I can permanently borrow from him like I have this one, along with Andrew's interface and all this other equipment that's not mine that I'm using to bring this content. There you go. To the 12 people that listen to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to What's Your Record. I am the host that does the intro uh, <laughs> because we've done a couple auditions and the other guys just didn't make the cut. I am Jake Mazon, and I'm with our sound man producer extraordinaire, Tyler Penna. And, uh, hey, yo. And, and then there's Grady. Wait, I'm not the sound <laughs> sound producer extraordinaire. No, and I tried real quickly if I was oh. going to give you a title for the company. I tried to promote him to corporate. And he said that's just it's not right. for me. You guys can just um, call me the talent. All right, <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy that plays the clips. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, the guy that presses the space bar. Hello, yeah, he, pl- he plays the clips. Yeah, he's the he's the intern. Uh, maybe oh. one day we'll <laughs> let him touch up more than one button. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're we're back to uh, you know what this isn't this is really the season finale because uh, or, or is it the intro because well, we're talking about last year but it's a new year it's a new year it's uh, a new season this is this is technically episode one but it's it's really a, a recap you know you got to start with a recap of last season as we can't all go as forward all good. without looking back yeah as all good content does start with wow a that was a great. 70s yearbook quote (laughs) (laughs) what a long strange journey it's been speaking Uh, of i read i found we're cleaning out our storage and i found all of my old yearbooks and charlotte's old yearbooks and to look at some of the shit that people wrote in those is crazy yeah (laughs) totally like how everyone wrote hags no so no, funny, you, so crazy no. when people wrote weird that. shit, dude. There's some weird shit in there. Yeah, I mean, because you have weird. Somebody friends. had yearbooks out at the at our high school reunion too, Jake. But I didn't read. Oh, them. I oh, God. Yeah, I, I think, didn't read. I didn't read what people signed him, but it better have been Derek nothing but love. It. Yeah, it was Derek. Yeah. I thought you were trying to keep him anonymous on purpose, and no, I was no, just no. like, I don't think he would mind. But I was like, people better have said nothing but great shit to him. I know, um, right? But yeah, no, I'll go with what Grady said. You guys have weird friends because I think in the same vein as the yearbook, um, obviously we can't share it to socials because it is an explicit image, but uh, Tyler Dak's birthday card that oh he my found God. with the of you I on it. I want to uh, know like how, like how did that card come about? Like what? I have no <laughs> you know, idea what just... you guys are talking about. Oh, oh, I didn't oh show it God. to you. No, Here, and our listeners yeah. don't have any idea either. So you better explain what you're talking about. Jake, well, you brought you, it up. I'll, I'll bring it up. You show Grady so we can live reaction. But no, you know, our friend uh, Tyler Dak, friend of the show, uh, friends with the band Really From, who we've talked about on this show. He's uh, He was at home visiting and uh, he seems to have found a an ancient artifact from when we were in high school, which was a right, birthday let's, card. Let's take a look here. What do we got? What yeah, got? a birthday card from, uh, you know, our only special guest we've ever had, Mr. James Miller. Oh, my birthday Lord. Card that, he, <laughs> that he drew for Tyler Dak featuring, just, you know. For the listeners out there, just imagine it's a very explicit image. Tyler is rocking some cool uh, gimp 
bondage wear. Uh, Tyler and, as in Tyler Pena as in me. Tyler Pena. And then yeah. the other Grady, Tyler in the photo. Grady, Grady, be be real. Didn't didn't James do a pretty good job of drawing Tyler Dak? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he got the haircut just the right. haircut. Yeah, yeah it's, for, it's, for high it's, school, it's perfect. Dak. Yeah, but you know, that's that's for the private archives. But I I also <laughs> I was I was talking to James about this. I also have some original James artwork that also uh you know features you know, lewd, penile images. Anyway, back to the <laughs> but, music. Anyway, but yeah, we're about the music, oh, man. Christ. So this is our, uh, you know, our best of 2021 episode. And I guess to be fair, even though like a lot of stuff doesn't drop in, in December, because in industry terms, it's the dead times. People don't like to put albums out. Unless yeah, like, December, January is pretty dead usually. But yeah, there's always right. like a surprise album in January that gets like really good reception. I think this January it was like the weekend album where it just kind of right. kind of dropped and like it got really, you know, positive there was something critical else. reception and stuff. There's something else I was listening to today <clears throat> that came out this year already. I remember uh, that. Yeah, I've already got a band lined up. The last D'Angelo album came out in like late December in like 2016 or something, 17. I don't remember, but it came right. out a while ago and it just like came out at the very end of the year and was like a super good album and barely got any, you know, media attention because it was like mid-December. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the what the what the industry uh, reasoning is for that about why, you know, it's kind of a dead time after um, November because everyone's um, on vacation. <laughs> well, they'd have more time to listen to music, but they're not right. They're not writing about it. Oh, yeah. That's, well, they're all at home relaxing. No one's, you know, in the office. Oh, so you think it's job. because the, you think it's because the journalists won't do anything about it? Not not yeah. sales wise. No, literally, that's oh. it's in terms of media attention. Oh, I mean, well, if it's fucking big enough, somebody will get off their ass and <laughs> do it. You fucking lazy pieces of shit. I wouldn't do it, but somebody would. I read the um, other day that Neil Young is trying to have his music pulled off of Spotify because he doesn't like the, the Joe Rogan podcast. And it got it got pulled today. Oh, it did. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, they decided they, they decided that uh you know that Joe Rogan gets more clicks, so that's fine. Wait, oh, uh, so they pulled all Neil Young's music, not not Joe Rogan, obviously. No, not Joe Rogan, who they pay millions of dollars right. to be an exclusive to right, Spotify. Yeah. No, that they let him stick around. <laughs> Sorry, um, Neil. Yikes. Yeah, you're not young and hip like Joe Rogan. That's crazy. Uh, uh yeah, young, hip and well informed oh, like so Joe Rogan. Well informed. Wait, but there is there is still no. Neil Young stuff on here. Well, you know, it's it's not a. It, it's course, oh, it's only his it. live. It's only live albums. Now. Of course, as Spotify with Spotify as our uh, our main sponsor, we're contractually obligated obligated to um, support Joe Rogan's podcast, right? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Definitely I don't not. think so. That's not how um, that contract was written. Uh, Speaking of Spotify, have you guys been? Uh, have you, I guess this could be like the news segment before we get into the list, but have you guys been seeing bands complaining about like, you know, how Spotify added that feature where it puts lyrics up to the songs while you're listening to it? I, oh yeah. yeah. Some of them are pretty <laughs> inaccurate. No. Well, that's what I was saying is my, my youngest brother, Luke, <laughs> sent me a screenshot today <laughs> of a, of a live Iron Maiden record. Oh, nice. Um, and <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Dickinson, his, his crowd work has always been, uh, scream for me and then he says the name of the place that they're playing in so this album was rock and rio so Wait, they're playing in, guess. 
So it says, scream for me, Brazil. Like, that's what he's saying in the recording. And the fucking Spotify lyrics say, scream for the chili. <laughs> scream for the chili. Iron Maiden. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it must be some kind of just algorithm thing that. Yeah, you know, that it's just comes a, up with the lyrics based on the yeah. The it's just a voice recognizer. Yeah, because my bloody Valentine came out and was just like, "Yo, Spotify, this is you know, fucking insulting." But to be fair, oh my they're, they're, they're you know, there's their vocals aren't the most clear. Uh, but yeah. uh, scream for the chili. Yeah, right, it's on so, like everything now too. So yeah, we're going over 2021. A lot right. of the picks that we have on these, we we each put together our own Spotify playlist with 10 albums that top were our 10. top 10. Top our 10, yeah. And honestly, a lot of them we've already talked about on this podcast um, from yep. each of our respective playlists. So we're just going to go through and talk about them all pretty briefly, and then we can talk more about the ones that we haven't touched on. Um, and if you want to know more about the ones we have, go back and listen to our old episodes. Um, yeah, they'll be on there. Those you'll get a full uh, in in depth, and I might be just rep- referencing, uh, you know, see my comments from the first time I had to listen to this shitty record that Grady picked. Exactly, um. and I'll be sure to play lots of uh, Andy Show for Jake. Oh, <laughs> I, almost, I, I almost wanted to cancel. I did. I was just like, I was, like oh, no, God. I won't play. I won't play an Andy Show album, but I will talk about it briefly. Uh, which, speaking of which, I guess I should go first, huh? Yeah, Grady. So Grady's got a top ten here. Yep. We'll so and, uh, you know, uh, this year honestly for me was not like a super impressive year. There were some, there were lots of good albums, lots of albums I enjoyed, but nothing that really stood out to me as like, oh, this is definitely like the best album of the year or the best two albums or three albums or whatever. So. Uh, it was hard for me to really pick and choose, uh, which one I wanted to have as my number one and number two, etc. But ultimately, um, I just kind of went with my gut instinct and, uh, went with what I was enjoying most at the time that I, um, put together my list. So to start things off at my number one, I put the Cassandra Jenkins album, which we talked about, um, fairly recently right when did we talk about that how many episodes ago yeah a few a few, a few ago. episodes ago maybe two or three was it a, was it a new i feel like it might have been one of the new music ones it might have been but it came out in uh early march i believe so it's been out a while and the reason why i put this as my number one is because it was one of the only albums that came out early in the year that uh really stuck with me uh for the whole year that i kept coming back to throughout the year um and listen to like the album as a whole not just like one specific song and enjoyed it so that's why i put it as my number one um i mean as we talked about before i don't think it's necessarily a perfect album um in a ways it feels almost like an extended ep uh but you know i like every song on it and i think it's she really went for an interesting style so that's um and pulled it off really well so that's why it's my number one my number two I went uh, with... wait for the for the listeners. Uh, if you'll recall, that is the one that uh, my rating system was how many Z's I gave. It <laughs> yes, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's a fairly calming album. I will I will give you that. That was very relaxing album. Sev- that was episode seven of uh, this. I feel like this there you go for reference. Well, the, like, <laughs> so that was 
three, two. Oh, uh, we did. What did we end on? Episode nine was last time. So three episodes ago, I guess. All right. So next one um, on my list, which again, from here on out, you know, the exact order is kind of up for interpretation. Uh, I'm not saying it's like, you know, exactly in order, but um, I kind of did it more roughly what I am feeling. So number two was uh, The War on Drugs new album, which is I Don't Live Here Anymore. And for me, this band has just been really consistent in their last like three albums that they've put out, three or four, honestly, um, where I feel like they've taken their sound and they have a very established sound at this point, and they've been able to sort of build on it and make it um, each time a little bit different, a little bit, you know, a, a new take on it where it feels fresh, but also um, still is like very unmistakably them. And I think they did a really good job on this album, too. It's it's definitely has like a cleaner feel to it, a more, you know, the vocals are a lot more present um, than on their last album, the last couple albums. And I think they're just really solid with the songwriting and, you know, getting the the tones and the exact sound that they want. They're just they're definitely like one of those bands that they thrive in the studio and at producing their own work and knowing what uh, sounds they like and they want to put on their albums. All right, this is one that I kind of wanted to jump in on real quick. Okay, yeah, I know you guys they, have some yeah. mixed views on this band, so go for oh, it. Oh, see, have we, have we ever talked about them before? Uh, only maybe briefly. briefly. We, we haven't talked about this album on the podcast. No, so. okay, so my thing, because I'm interested to see what Tyler thinks about them, because I remember playing their second album in like on college radio a lot. There was a song called Baby Missiles on it that I used to like a lot, and they don't sound like that version oh, of the no. band. They don't sound like that at all. And then obviously like Red Eyes was a huge fucking jam whenever that came out. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know how to feel about them because like, I know they're a big deal, but it's like 50% of the time I feel it's just like, I know what they fucking sound like because I was kind of disagreeing with what you were saying about like, I mean, I agree that they have their sound, but to me, like they don't really like evolve or run with it. Like they kind of just do this. Uh, I like the genre that I found on Wikipedia for them called Heartland Rock. Heartland uh, Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is like, you know, like blue collar, like mid. Because to me, they sound like. They get very compared to Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. So I was comparison. just like, if you if your parents grew up and you listened to Bruce Springsteen in the car with them, you would be like predisposition to like this band. But I feel Maybe. like if indie kids tried to play this for their parents that like Bruce Springsteen, they would be like, oh, there's too much synth in it. Um, but they, they go for that kind of, that kind of vibe. Um, I like some of it. It was a little, uh, like tempo wise and like vibe wise. It like, it almost touched on like, uh, like Christian rock to me. Like if you go to, if, if <laughs> yeah. you go to like the, if you go to the cool, like five That's o'clock funny. mass where they have guitar, like this is like the kind of, the, and he's out in the field. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> he kind of has that Bob Dylan voice. But, I yeah, but he doesn't Dude. have like the, the I, I don't know Tyler. How do you feel about? I don't. It? I don't think Tyler likes this band. Yeah, I I remember like the most vivid memory I have of War on Drugs is like Albert hating them. Oh like, yeah, you got you guys talked shit on them. Hates all the time. them so much, and like I don't know if that tainted it for me or what, but like I just have never gotten into them, and I've given it a lot of chances. I think it's just for me. The, this is like the epitome of a band that tries super hard to replicate like that 70s soft rock sound and like that 60 like 60s to 70s soft rock sound and like it 
feels very much like contrived to me. Like they're just trying really hard to replicate that. And in my opinion, I'll just go listen to the actual music from that era. That's what, but a that's lot what of their I music is rooted in the eighties though. Some of it See? now, but like they're trying to like emulate that kind of sound. It's like one of those bands that does that. They're trying my, to... Well, my take on that is that I would say about 90% of modern bands are just doing the same thing these days. I, see, I the disagree. Genre, I disagree so. because I think they start, they start with influence from that, but like they make their own thing and they're using different equipment. Like this band, when you say like they're very meticulous about each sound and like how everything sounds, I agree with that. But I think it's because they're like really trying to just fucking replicate that exactly as but close yeah, as they can. But yeah, going with what Tyler was saying, like when you look at when I look at uh, like the list of famous like Heartland rock or whatever, it's like Tom Petty, Bob Seger, um, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. And I'm like, well, not Bruce Springsteen, but I would rather listen to like the regular stuff. And the other thing that I noticed about this album and my comment was like, this is Grady's tool. Um, yeah pretty much <laughs> all the all the songs are are too long and they don't go anywhere like it's not yeah. very dynamic like it's just kind of like one drum beat the whole time they're and they very jammy just, i mean they're a very like jam- jammy band see this, this is a band i put in that vein with like kurt vile and that's why that's well he why was I, in he started this band i know yeah, and that's why thing, i don't and you know, i don't know i get okay, a lot i don't of we don't want we but, shouldn't spend too much time on this one album but right, the sorry, last but, thing i'll say is the one thing about this, which I think is funny, is that you say they're like very contrived to these older bands, but um, and like these Heartland bands. But I didn't really listen to any of those, which is weird that I like them then, because I didn't. I mean, I listened, listened to, Tom to Tom Petty, Petty. a little bit, but it wasn't like a huge John thing. Mellencamp. Didn't don't like John Mellencamp. I know you don't I like don't it, really but you listen, listen to it when you grew but up. But I didn't really like it. I didn't really like Bruce Springsteen that much, honestly. Like, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm. Yeah. Not, I don't go back and listen to Bruce Springsteen. But I like this band, so obviously they're doing something different enough from them where I like this sound a lot more. So that's the last thing I'll say about it. Um, <laughs> And we'll leave it on that note. He's going to change this. Uh, okay, so moving on. My number four, what are we on? Three? Number three pick here. I have the new Tyler, the Creator album, which is called Call Me If You Get Lost. And uh, this album, I thought just his previous album, which was Igor, um, I really liked the direction he went with the sound. It felt it felt very unique to me for, you know, the hip-hop, uh, the hip-hop field. And here, I think he takes sort of that... Um, 90s dj uh uh, hip-hop album and like runs with it conceptually and the result i think is just really engaging and interesting um his the production gets you know improved a bit from igor which was very controversial in terms of like how it was mixed and and stuff like that people thought some people thought it sounded like trash um this one's definitely i would say more like objectively cleaner sounding overall but he still has some weird you know tricks with it um, and there's, yeah, there's just some really good features on this album, some really good songs. I really like, um, tracks like... Good mix of, of styles. Yeah, good mix of styles. I like, uh, the song Hot Wind Blows, Masa, uh, Run It Up, Sweet, I Thought You Wanted to Dance. There's just a lot of good songs. It's just a very good album to, like, put Dude, on when, when you're sweet, driving. When and... Sweet goes full reggae. Oh, yeah, it's um, sick. You're just, like, you don't expect it cool. at all, but it's really cool. So, yeah, this was definitely, uh, for me personally, my favorite hip-hop um, slash rap album of the year. Um, yeah. And I just think that Tyler, the Creator, has just been on fire with his last three releases. I think he's he's hit a really good stride. Um, and so he's definitely... I'm glad you put this on here because I would say, like, one it. of my, my personal goals, like, going forward this year is, like, 
number one to listen to more new music because I kind of dropped off at the end of the year. But like listening to more hip hop mm -hmm. is definitely one of them. And I've never been like super into Tyler and I wasn't into like Odd Future. Like I probably listened to Goblin when it came out. And I'm just like, oh, it's that dude who's kind of obnoxious and runs around like kind of like what they do. I don't know. I associate him kind of like with Loiter Squad adult swim shit but this mm -hmm. was uh you read all the reviews about him obviously like super matured he's older um but yeah, yeah like some of the production was like very jazzy and like elements of, like lounge shit mm -hmm. on it like it was it was cool i liked it a lot yeah i liked it too i mean it's uh i'm not like a super fan of tyler the creator but i think this was a solid album for sure i actually liked igor a little better but Igor, I really liked uh, when it came out, um, but I think overall, I think this is a stronger album as a whole, but Igor is still really good too. Um, all right, so next up on my list is the Faye Webster album, which is called I Know I'm Funny, haha, -ha, <laughs> which we've kind of <laughs> talked about on this podcast a bit because I chose her for the live album episode, and uh, that had a lot of the songs from this album on it, but that was know, obviously live three. renditions of it. But yeah, again, I think she just um, kind of stuck with a very similar sound, went in a slightly more like jazzy, loungy direction, um, said she was inspired a lot by Animal Crossing music, which I think is really funny. Um, and yeah, I just think that she just got better at her, you know, writing songs and better at um Wait, this was inspired them. by Animal Crossing? Yeah. This album? Yes. What? And she plays Animal Crossing songs live sometimes. There's like videos of her playing it live. Does That's she sing so like KK Slider? Uh, I, I think it's just me, more like the soundtrack. So weird. I would never have known that. Yeah, again, <laughs> this is just an album that I've been able to come back to throughout the year and just kind of put it on, you know, and listen to it. And, you know, there isn't really a song, like a bad song on it that I want to skip. So yeah, this one, um, this it's one would have made my top. 15 probably. yeah it's not like you know revolutionary or like mind-blowing or anything but it's like a really solid album that with good songs i just like her her backing band a lot yeah yeah they she has a good like slide guitar player good drummer yeah um it's very straightforward setup it's just like her and like two other dudes but um yeah it's good uh all right next up on my list is the indigo de Souza album which i believe we talked about last episode yeah episode everyone, nine everyone loved it uh really good album yeah, i think it, it ended sure up did. on tyler's pick playlist too so um it yeah sure super did. good go listen to that episode um fucking really good album definitely yeah, one of my favorites honestly everyone, probably everyone that has been shown this album in our circle has really liked, liked it. it a yeah, lot dude like, she's a lot she's gonna blow up like it, on her if she like continues to do work this good her next album on her next album like she's gonna blow up for sure um but yeah love that album probably honestly would push this up on my list after listening to it more from that last uh, episode. I'm surprised she's not bigger than she already is because I feel like she's in that kind of... There's like a name for this genre too now, but it's like this very small like sub-genre within the indie pop kind of electronic whatever scene. And she's like, <clears throat> to me, in my opinion, like one of the best of that genre. And there's other artists that have blown way bigger. Like Girl in Red is also in that genre, and they like yeah. blew up huge this I'm year. Not a huge fan. I know. Like I, I like. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, like this I album mean, a lot more. Yeah, but. I don't know. <clears throat> Looks like she's opening we'll for Lucy Dacus. She's still pretty early in her career, tour. so um, yeah. we'll see how it uh, pans out. All right, uh, getting near the end. So my next pick is the new Snail Mail album, which 
um, was very solid. I think that um, her last two albums I've really liked a lot. Um, I think I like her last album a bit more than this one, yeah, I do if too. I'm being honest. But I think, again, she did a good job. I think this How is much does the production play into that big, for you? For me, pretty, big. Pretty yeah. big, yeah. I think it's it's gotten yeah. too clean and mellow. Like it's I a like little the bit way, too mellow. I like the way more, like, gritty stuff and, like, low-fi low production. Lower oh, fi, really? Lower-fi production, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like I still like this album a lot. Um, and, it's groovy. Uh, it's groovy. There's some good yeah, songs. Good. Um, there's definitely some really good songs. I like Valentine a lot, and... Um, like What's ben another Franklin. one? Uh, ben Franklin good. Madonna's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, da- Daisy yeah. has a big girl crush on. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, yeah. She's a cool uh, person too. All right, next up, I have uh, Jake's all-time favorite, Andy Show. No! <laughs> Give him a round of applause. So, uh, Andy the Swedish Show... chef himself, Andy Show. <laughs> so he released a album called Wilds this year, which is sort of like a companion album to his previous one that we talked about on the, 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 the podcast last year. And Jake hates him. Um, I like him. I think this. Album I is almost good. started drinking again. Oh God, Jesus! He thinks it's that bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway. God. Uh, uh, if you liked his last album, you'll like this album. If you Nobody didn't like did. it, if you didn't like it, then you won't like this one. But it's still a very uh, solid album from him. And I think it's good fair storytelling. Say, I think um, it's fair to say that Andy Schoaf is Jake's coheed or is Grady's coheed. It's I like thought, yeah. I thought it's like concept fucking, albums that like pair back to one another and like okay, not so, con- it's stupid concept. Okay, and so Jake let me keep track it. of this. Let me keep track of this. Uh, so, so war on drugs. War on drugs is my is my your, tool. Yeah, and yeah. Andy Schoaf is my coheed. Got yeah, it. Okay, exactly. This is getting right. confusing, but I'll try to write this down. <laughs> and, and who's your Iron Maiden? Is the next question. I will have to find out. I guess. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on from that because I don't want to upset Jake anymore. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> we are gonna talk about this shit. Dude, it's like, oh my is God, it a concept? Is it a... Okay, keep it within thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay, opinions. I'll just I'll just read I'll just read my my three bullet points. There you go, there perfect. You go. Okay, bullet point number one, fucking Christ, this is awful. <laughs> uh, bullet point number two, voice is so distractingly bad. Uh, and then final bullet point, someone who has a platform who has no business having a platform. Um, right there you people, go. People, people, people like him. Uh, this album did get a lower review than the other one, but it was still like a seven something on Pitchfork, and I did listen to the whole fucking thing wow. uh, to properly talk it shit on it. Really there was not, there was not one lyrical rhyme until track four, <laughs> uh, not one line rhymed until track four. And then it was another four tracks before he got just the way he likes and, it. Jake. All and right. Judy, Judy is back. Judy left the bar. Uh, Judy's stupid fucking boyfriend from the last Actually, album. Actually, I believe this car. is a prequel to that album so it well no because then i read the guy who got hit by the car in jaywalker that could have been him leaving the bar from the last shitty concept that he had that all took place at a bar i think it's, this is a prequel when they're on vacation that's a, that's what i got from it when Grady, him and, and when, judy's uh, on vacation judy Grady. is on vacation with the protagonist guy the narrator at the beach at the beach well, I also Spanish. heard that he realized that it was a dumb idea, so he abandoned it. So it's only like a half concept. Well, yeah. Oh my I mean, god! That's okay. it's like moving it. on. It's We're a moving can't on have it both ways. Right. Anyways, I wouldn't. Wi- I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemies. <laughs> right. uh, We're moving on, Jake. Moving on. Uh, next album is uh, Japanese Breakfast uh, album <laughs> Jubilee. Um, I really, uh, I really like Japanese Breakfast. I think she's um, she's had a huge year last year. She like 
put out a book. She did a soundtrack to a video game. She put out yeah, an yeah, album. She, I have her. Well, I have her well book received. on my desk right now. Yeah, I so don't even know what to call that. Michelle uh, Zoomer, however you pronounce her. Crying, last name. crying in H Mart. I haven't read it yeah, yet. Yeah, uh, supposedly it's it's good it. and. Uh, the video game soundtrack she put out was good, and this album was good. So she really. What popped. video game did she do? Um, it was called. Um, oh fuck! What is it called? It was the. Come on, gamer guy! Holy shit! How, <laughs> why is this not coming to my head? Um, let this me... is why we don't pay him. Uh, it was from. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um. <laughs> This is longer than my Andy show. Doo, I'm doo, crying. Doo, doo. I'm actually blanking so hard. Um, Japanese breakfast. It's video from the game, game Sable. That's what it is. Sable. Sable. It was like an indie game. Anyway, um, yeah, this album's good. I'll let Tyler talk a little more about it because I know it's on his list. Uh, all right, cool. So moving on down to the last two, I have uh, a band called Snow Poet. Which it's is their album? It's called name. "Wait for Me." Which, yeah, I don't, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the band name. So I was <laughs> expecting to not like this, is this album. The one that's, when is it this the one up. that I said I didn't like? That's like very like Bjorky kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, I <laughs> like the album. I feel like you guys are not gonna like the album, but it came. It was one of those albums that came on like my Spotify this one was Discover Weekly, and I just liked it. I thought it was a, a cool sound. Kind of had weird time signatures and jazzy drums with like synths and yeah and that part vocals. of it when the music when the music yeah. started it kind of reminded me of the books which i chose a couple seasons ago for our relaxation one which you guys were like yeah. that's not very relaxing because it was weird time signatures and kind of like glitchy and sound effects uh and i'm half and half on the vocals because there are some where she sounds like unique and I was just like, oh, I can't think of another band like this. And then there are some songs that it's just like, if this was a Bjork song, it'd be good. Like she goes, feel Bjork and you never go feel Bjork. <laughs> this one yeah. was, this one was hard for me to get through. And I don't know if I don't really think that I dislike it that much. It's just like not my speed or it wasn't at the time that I, that I sat down to listen to it. I maybe I could maybe give it some more chances and it might I would, come, I would give come it another for me, but another try, you know, when you're in the right mood for it. Um, cause it is, it, it's some songs are very, are much more like uh spoken word and like more like yeah, atmospheric see, the in their nature. They're not really like fully, you know, that's like, why pop songs. That's why it reminded me of so, Cassandra Jenkins right there. Yeah. So spoken. I agree thing. that some songs definitely stand out more than others on this, but I think it was a really interesting pick. Um, it was, it was something that kind of caught me off guard and I thought I wouldn't like it because I don't like the band name, but it ended up being good. Is that your last pick? Uh, no, my last one oh. is, uh, the album ignorance by the weather station, which also oh, yeah. came out very early in the year. Yeah. I was initially very impressed by it. Then it fell off my radar and I was like, eh, I'm over that album. And then by the end of the year, I started listening to it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually uh, pretty solid. Dude, that so, song, The Robber, uh-huh. it, like comes up on every playlist I ever make. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, it's like, pretty good. Holy it, shit, you're wearing me out on this I song, put it, Spotify. I put it last on my playlist because it was definitely the one that I'm like most on the fence about in terms of like being up there. But I still like it a lot. Um, I think I, I think this band has a lot of potential. I agree. I think that they need to kind of like hone in on like the songwriting is what I, is the impression I got. Like they're musically mm. is pretty solid. Lyrically it's solid. But yeah. Like, that song was fucking annoying until she, she was like, 
I know the robber. Then at one point at the end or whatever, it's like, I fucked the robber. I think yeah. maybe you said I made, I made love to the robber or something. Yeah. I was just like, well, now you're welcoming into your home. Yeah. And he's not like, you know, if you're um, doing that. I made love to the robber. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, yeah, that song can get worn out easily. But I, I thought it was interesting that Grady's playlist ended with two like weather related bands, literally Weather oh, yeah, Station and, and Snow. Yeah, Snow that's Poet. funny. I'm guessing uh, Snow Poet is called that because the singer of that band is considered herself a poet before she was a like a songwriter and they live in like fucking uh like sweden or some shit where it's snowy like but they're Norway british. where it's snow snowy all the time are they i thought they were i thought they were yeah, british I she says i live in a UK. city called london and oh. she won like some jazz singer contest for oh jazz maybe you're FM right they, but then i don't they know they still could live in like I mean, maybe it snows, she's from it snows someplace. All I'm saying is, is that Grady Grady picked two Canadian bands and a British band. And yeah, he, they he are needs London. To, he needs to bring it back to the States instead of sending our jobs overseas. Wait, um, does it ever snow in London or am I crazy? It does. Yeah, I think it can. I, think it can. I believe it well, can. There you go. All right. Anyway, so what are you playing? The what are you, so, honestly, <laughs> oh, I mean, we're kind of running pretty long on time. Should I even play anything? Should we just not play anything for this? I mean, you could play like, why don't we play one minute? All right. That's one more minute and then All you're right. Done. Well, I'll play a minute of uh of Snow Poet because um we've been talking about them and we have not played them on the podcast uh, or really talked about them. So, uh it'll be a good chance for people to see what we're talking about. All right. So, I'll play um uh the first minute or so of the opening track from Wait for Me, which is called Roots. It is Pockets of light sounding themselves, accompanying me along my familiar. My roots take form from the ground. Yeah, that's Snow Poet. And, that was Yellow um, Snow by Snow. <laughs> that was Yellow Snow. <laughs> Don't eat the but Yellow yeah, Snow. But yeah, she uh, she kind of does some interesting Bjorky sounding things with her voice and uh, cool drumming and cool uh, kind of style. Anyway, all right, on to our next person, which is Tyler. <laughs> My right, favorite. I might keep mine much shorter unless Jake has shit to talk on these. But um, okay, so as Grady mentioned, we have some overlap on our playlists. But um, all right, you get three words <clears throat> per album. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. I like so, it. So my first pick. <laughs> it is, was good. Oh my god, you guys <laughs> fucking suck. Hurry up. <laughs> okay, top album number one pick was Indi- was the Indigo D'Souza album, which You're is crazy welcome. because I ju- I literally found out about it. Well. I shouldn't say that. I I listened to a single on the radio a while back, but then when Grady picked it, I listened to the whole thing. Became a very very popular album that I played and just really like impactful. Um, but yeah, that's my number one. Great, 
Check it out. As I said, hey, a lot you know of people what? we know like it. On this podcast, if I can pick one album that ends up being one of your guys's like number one or top albums of the whole year, I'm I'm good. I can pick shit albums for the rest of the year, and I'll be like, but I got that and one. Okay, probably okay. will. Tied for <laughs> tied for second is between Japanese Breakfast, which Grady talked about. I'm not gonna really. He said I'll talk about it more, but I mean, it's a good album. Like she, her songwriting is really killer. Um her band is really good they they just they're tight they do it's unique um i think her lyrics are really unique it's like cultural and like real life ish she brought in a lot more instruments for this too like there's a lot more like horns and i mean i mainly connect (laughs) i mainly connect to her music from the lyrics and the songwriting but the band is solid too and it's just it's just a solid album um good job on that one good job the Second place, third place tie go also is Hiatus Coyote, which we had on, on the podcast um, a few episodes ago for, I can't remember what the theme was. Maybe That was music. also the Cassandra Jenkins uh, episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one's so really that, good. Yeah. Um, they're a band that's been kind of like flying under the radar a bit for me for a while. Can um, I get a light? But they're, yeah, they're super good. Out. This album was solid. I, I heard the song, the, the single Red Room um, on the radio, and I immediately was like super hooked, and the album stands up to that. It's like very jazzy. But you mean like satellite radio? They don't play that on Yeah, yeah. Radio. I only yeah. listen to, to satellite radio. Sorry, I should I believe that. this album won that episode of the podcast it was on. Yeah, it, it did. did. Universally yeah. acclaimed according to these three. Yeah, it's. Albums. I mean, it's jazzy, it's funky, it's it's modern, it's got, it's yeah, all around just solid. Um, I think you guys were a little bit more hyped on it than I was, but um, I've been familiar with them for a while, um, and I definitely like this a lot more or more than some of their other albums for sure but yeah this is a good album I yeah like they it. did they did they done good um fourth was uh sufjan stevens angelo d'augustine album um this one's definitely not like my a favorite work mind. from sufjan but uh yeah it's called a beginner's mind i guess i should name the albums my bad probably um, i'll tell you yeah. what i was thinking because <laughs> okay, i so. listen to this album a lot with daisy and it's better than the last fucking record that grady and i both reviewed the ascension i reviewed this yeah, album no, it's as well. way better than and that it is. Um, but dude, not, back, again back to oz is one of the best songs of the fucking year for sure yeah i, like I mean it's got lot, this yeah. and this one follows the theme of a lot of sufyan's most recent work for me which is like certain songs are really big standouts and then some fall short but i think altogether it's a good album i think they those two sounds from him and angelo like really mesh well together like mm-hmm. it was it meshed better than i expected it to so that yeah. had a, a factor to me I, I i so i wrote a review for this album as well and to me i i liked it a lot i don't think it's like top tier sufjan material um it's almost like kind of like fillery in a way for him like it feels like a, it does feel like a collaborative album that they kind of just like yeah, put together it's, it's in like in like a month or so. Which I found which that I tend to bad. like more. I tend to like collaboration albums more than most people. I think. Yeah, but it's a it's a really good album. I liked it a lot. But um, it's better than like the fucking five instrumental meditation. Yeah, no, no, it's oh, it's definitely the most yeah. solid thing he's put out in and quite a bit of time. Yeah, but, I like it more than his last solo album. His like his actual full like album that we reviewed, Jake. Yeah. Um, I okay. will say. Oh, so sorry we one, can't talk one, about just each one, one this long okay just one more thing this okay. is probably the only one i'm Wait. gonna really talk to since i reviewed it all right good um <laughs> i will say what this album does for me is it shows that angelo d'augustine is a good songwriter okay because i feel like in his own albums i've been like kind of questioning like can this dude really write a good song 
and I think this <laughs> album kind of proves that he can. Well, you so. just gotta sit. You just gotta sit in a cabin and watch movies all day. Yeah, and then yeah you, that's what this album's based Stevens. on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so to recap, number one was "Any Shape You Take" Indigo to Souza. Number two, "Jubilee" by Japanese Breakfast. Number three, "A Mood Va- Mood Valiant" by Hiatus Coyote, which is a tongue twister to say. Um, a Beginner's Mind by Sufjan and An- Angelo Augustine, and then <clears throat> coming in at number five, right in the middle of the pack here, is a controversial pick, but uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. This album was actually very surprisingly good. I try to branch out my taste a bit. Another Jake and, favorite. Uh, here. Yeah, That's Jake. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, this is her most cohesive work that she's put out it, it has she only has, has two records yeah i know but it's better than the other one it's better honestly than the other one. of it's all just... her albums this is top two for me <laughs> yeah there you go this is thank like, you grady this is either first or second i don't know anyway yeah it's i mean good. i we like talked it. about i mean i picked that that single what is it? i don't your know what power? it's called power yeah your yeah, power. power i really like that and if the whole record would have been like that I thought it would have been would have been good. But yeah. you know, I think it's, it's like... I think it's good because it has the ebb and flow that I'm looking for. Like it has like the peak and the quiet and the relaxing and the harsh. I and... don't hate this album. I, I think it's fine, but honestly there are only two songs on it that I would come back and listen to uh repeatedly, which is My Future and Your Power. And other than those two, I think it's just kinda too long. It's definitely long. It's like um... a long album and it's definitely long, but I don't mm. skip any of the songs except for the one where it's like more like spoken word. I think it's called like Not My Responsibility. But mm. other than that, I don't skip any. I think it's good. I like the last song, Male Fantasy, a lot. Um, okay, so that's number five. Number six is Sound Ancestors by Mad Lib, which we also had on a podcast episode. Uh, this is like uh, hip-hop-inspired um, beats music that's kind of sample-based, and it's actually a collab right? it's it's instrumental right it was uh yeah ish yeah i mean there's like vocal samples yeah this is the one he did with uh with fortet yeah this is the collab with fortet um it's really fucking good like if you haven't checked this out i ended up like i'm looking at like my liked songs from these and this is a long album and i liked very like a lot of these songs i liked or i i'm sorry i disliked very few a few of these songs like most of them are hearted so um definitely a good album um yeah really really cool and then uh what is it was that six yeah yeah Claro, so seven Claro's seven next. is uh sling by claro um i i don't think this is her best work ever but i really like Again, it she only has two records <laughs> well dude i'm going <laughs> like, off like i'm going off eps and singles and collabs right. and everything she's changed like, a, a lot since her first yeah. ep when she put out like that little ep the the song that blew up um I'm not what, saying best even album was, ever, Jacob. No, I, I, I can't believe I, I but, fucking reviewed that that first EP when it came. Yeah, out. she's changed a lot since that first single that blew up on YouTube or whatever. Um, and she's grow. I feel like she's grown a lot musically. Um, she's matured. Yeah, this album feels much more mature and just yeah. like cohesive and and but very it, like toned in. Right. It's, I guess it's, it's pretty mellow though, and honestly, it's like it, it's a little sleepy. Yeah, at times. it's definitely sleepy. You have to be in the mood for it, but uh-huh. um, but I it's liked, good. It's I a good album. I was really hyped for it before it came mm-hmm. out, and then it ended up being just kind of like an album I like but didn't like love. 
because she's an industry plant and i mean this and i mean this thing like once you get into like this territory of the playlist for me too it's like they're all kind of like tied ish like i don't know like one could overlap the other in in the order but um yeah and then so that's seven and then eight um is daisy abrams album uh i know her uh yeah you, which, more, uh, you know know than me more than yeah know i don't mean her. to i don't mean to be gossipy but uh <laughs> well i will say I'm, this I'm was hitting that this was one of <laughs> the highly anticipated albums of the year I'm in sorry. our friend circle because she yeah, obviously right. works super hard on it um it's really solid like all the way through i think she dropped like how many singles leading up like five four or five singles leading up to the release um which is like becoming a trend for a lot of um artists to do that um <clears throat> which we'll talk about later when we talk about my most anticipated albums of this year there's two bands that are doing that currently dropping a bunch of singles before they drop the whole thing but yeah i mean it's solid um some of my standouts on this are i, I really still like sail away which is the first single I like Hell Bad yeah. Habits. Um, yeah. I like uh, Out of Sight, Out of Mind, Everywhere I'm, I'm Not. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I actually my favorite song on the whole album, which is weird, is Unmarked Grave. That's the my last favorite, one. too. Yeah, and she said, that. and she was, well, I was talking to her about it, and she was like, wow, no one said that yet. And I'm like, I think it's Grady's, too. And she's like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's so interesting. My, yeah, my two favorites are Unmarked <clears throat> Grave and Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. All right, those, well, fuck you guys for not picking the one that I play guitar on, but that's fine because we really need to talk about how this didn't even make it onto Grady's list. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm going to say, it's a solid album all the way through, Jake. So there you go. You can feel better. You're welcome. I think Daisy did a really good job. <laughs> I think it's this is her first full length album, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. as a debut album, it's it's really impressive. So yeah, for sure. Hats I, off. And I think she's doing something unique with her sound. Like this is, and I know that's kind of worked to and against her benefit a little bit because it's hard to place this for some people. Like it's hard to you know pigeonhole it into a genre but like for me i i'm looking for unique shit out there and like this is definitely unique like it's not a sound you hear every day very piano driven yeah. which is unique and but then she also brings in like good instrumentation with strings banjo like stuff like that so i don't know it's solid it's different check it out it's our it's our friend like you got it you got to support my it. lover um but i mean <laughs> yeah, the only thing because well. i'll talk about it too but the other thing to throw because like obviously piano driven because she's an insanely she's really good classically at trained yeah. pianist yeah. but she's also so good at guitar and finger picking and she just like taught yeah. herself because she was just like oh i just want to learn Dude. how to play this instrument and i like when i met her i was just like <laughs> oh cool so you're just like self taught and really good at it and can pretty much pick up anything i will say i will say every like classically trained pianist that i've known that's picked up guitar is just like fucking good at finger picking and i'm like god damn it i'm (laughs) like i fucking work on this shit every day max and you just pick it up and you're like oh finger picking i got this but it's because like when you learn piano you have independent hand movement like down really well and your hands are moving independently from one another and that's what finger picking is all about so anyway yeah anyway and we'll just just uh, take her uh to take her down a notch she never paid me for my session work so wow. if you're gonna like if you're gonna oh work for her just be it's aware. now public knowledge she's definitely yeah. one of those people that's just like kind of really talented at like everything and it's like hey can you like save some talent for the rest <laughs> of us please thank you okay now say baby. one now now say one thing that she could improve on uh, <laughs> i will leave that for you jake you're yeah, talking yeah, about okay. this all, all, right. Too. Let's, 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 let's all right i gotta burn through these last two because quickly quickly because yeah you guys are again taking up too much time damn it uh, okay the number nine pick is. This another... reminds me of a story. Oh my god, Jake! <laughs> Shut up. 
Okay, number nine is another collab album, which, uh, again, a little controversial probably, but um, it's called Blood Moon One by Converge and Chelsea Wolf. Um, I'm sure you guys did not like this at all, which is fine. Um, well, I, I liked half of it. I talked my to, ears. I talked to Albert about it because he's a Chelsea. <laughs> no, he's fun. like a Chelsea Wolf super fan. He's like, yeah, this album was kind of meh for me. And I'm like, I really liked it because Albert likes I, Chelsea Wolf more than Converge. Yeah, I think so. I oh, don't know. I'd have weird. to ask him. Hey, we saw Ch- I'd have to Wolf ask him. live, didn't we? Or no. Did, was that I haven't. Oh, we saw King Woman live. King Woman, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, his his take on it was just like, they both could have just made better albums on their own. And so that's where we got into like, I tend to like collab albums for some reason. And I don't know why. I think it's like, it's intriguing to me to see what happens to an artist when they are forced into like, or not forced into, but like when they choose to do a collab with somebody and they're forced to adapt to that sound a bit. I think that's really interesting, and I think it that's it's more like an album that piqued my interest rather than like, oh, this album is so Dude, flawless. I've always really wanted to hear a a collab between uh, that artist Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. How about Tom York and Tom York's son? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you didn't what? get the joke what? at all. What are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Are, are you talking about Radiohead or their <laughs> new band that they started outside yeah. of Radiohead? Oh, right. They did start they, a whole I'm other like, band. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. they just they told the rest of Radiohead to fuck Have you right heard off. Tom York's son's music? No, I have not. Oh, it's like really similar. Anyway. Um, okay. And then finally, my last pick, which... Wait, now one... I want to know what... I Just real quick. What drew you... Are you more of a Chelsea Wolf fan or a Converge fan? Because I oh, thought it was Chelsea a weird... Wolf. I'm definitely, what, okay. yeah, I'm definitely that's, a Chelsea that's, Wolf fan. That's I mean, what I thought. I was just like, when I saw Converge on there, I was just like, say what? No, like, I mean, I've known about Converge for a while, but like, I wouldn't seek them out. But I think- I don't know them at all. I think this album is cool because they, they both adapt to each other, which like, again, could be a criticism of it, but I liked it. So um, I like Chelsea Wolf. There's so that. It's, it's like medieval metal. Um, it was weird. I yeah. don't like her medieval at all. I know you don't. Know. It's fine. Yeah. We 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 agree to disagree. And then yeah. my final pick was, um, and this could kind of filter in wherever in this playlist, but um, Head of Roses by Flock of Dimes. This actually was like a sleeper album that I didn't realize was going to make my top. And then I looked kind of back on it and I was like, oh yeah, this is. This, this one definitely... almost made my top. Yeah, like this one. This lot. one's really good. I mean, and I think I realized this year that I actually like Flock of Dimes better than Wyoke, which is so it's Jen Wasner's um, projects that she does. You know, she's a. Uh, I think Wyoke is a two piece, right? Yeah, it's Jen Wasner mm-hmm. and Andy Stack. I yeah, believe his name. and I Andy I picked Oak. them for the live album episode. I believe I picked a, a Wyoke no, album you p- that came out this year, right? No, I think it was new music. New music. Was, that's right. It was like right. unreleased that was like last episode. Oh yeah, it was a yeah a compilation album. That's right, not live. Um, but yeah, I mean it, this. So Flock of Dimes to me is like the reason I think I like it better is it's just very straightforward and it's almost like it's very simple. And I think some people wouldn't like it because of that. It's pretty stripped back. Um, but to me, it's just like really solid guitar writing and solid lyrics and singing over the top and like just very like clean mellow kind of vibey i don't know to me it's just it's it's my it's my speed i will say um all right and we're gonna play an excerpt from this one since it's the last pick and we haven't talked about it or listened to it on the podcast which one you want to play uh let's just play the first minute of walking all right here it is
So that was Flock of Dimes. Um, really gives you the sense that you're walking. Yeah, I don't know. This is just like a band that I could just like zone out to listening to live. I feel like you for know, sure, just like sure. sitting at a sitting at an outdoor show like at night, just kind of like oh. chilling out. Um, but yeah, Jake, right, I think you're up. We're gonna skip Jake's yeah, playlist because right. it's not relevant. <laughs> um, we oh, saved the best for last, <laughs> and uh, I don't think this isn't like relatively. Uh, uh, close order in here and there there is some overlap so we'll just start here at the bottom and i'll assume that was close to my 10 Started all right so clocking it at number here oh you're and starting at the bottom i'm starting at the bottom yeah you know classic mtv countdown yeah he wants to do it the right way yeah yeah i was like these guys are fucking morons he doesn't want to give away his top these guys have never done a video but no it's all about instant gratification jake come on yeah yeah no okay so clocking in around number 10 somewhere at the bottom there would be vision video and their debut album inked in red i think i played a couple of their singles as my singles of the week throughout last year as they were dropping stuff so they are a you know like new wave goth post-punk inspired band uh, from down south and i just feel like you could take any of these bass lines or these melodies and you could be like man this is the best song that new order never wrote uh, they <laughs> definitely they definitely nail the sound that they are going for very jake um, album for sure yeah exactly yeah. i feel like that's one of those bands and how it's like if somebody heard that that knows me it would be one like oh my friend jake would like this and yeah. normally i hate when people I'm like you don't fucking know me and then they send it i was just like oh i love this dude uh, like that's how that's how Twin Shadow was introduced to me or whatever, just being like, my buddy Jake would really like this 80s sounding shit. Um, <laughs> and then moving on up, uh, it's not the same on the list, but then I think around number nine would be another band that I think I chose for new music this year was the band Nopes and their album Jork. Um, felt like Jork, <laughs> but also Dork. This I album was really this Jork. album was really good, Jork. but I, that was so funny when you picked it because you were trying to pick what was it? I can't remember now. I, you have to listen back to that episode for the joke that I had. But Jork, the Jork. Um, anyway, yeah. One. So uh, East East Bay hardcore band that broke up after they dropped this. Uh, just it was really it was just really good at the beginning of the of the pandemic or whatever to hear something aggressive where I was just like, man, if this band comes around, like I can't wait to go mosh to them. And then they pocket they square broke motherfucker. Up. Yeah, pocket square motherfucker and <laughs> drink the cat. I feel like Grady didn't yeah. hate this as much as I thought he would for it being like a loud punk record. Yeah. I didn't hate uh, it as much, but I also didn't really remember it when you put it on this playlist. So oh, well, I did definitely. You, fell I, I remember you liking the song titles like drink the cat. Yeah, I did. Um, and stuff I like, like that. I yeah. like Pocket Square Motherfucker. Oh no, it wasn't this yeah. one that I'm thinking of. It was the Squid because I remember you tried. Yeah, to Yeah, way to right. give it away. Spoilers. No, no you tried opposite. to. Pick, I'm like, talking about the episode where you. Uh, I I'm wanted to pick of. Squid. Yeah, yeah and you wanted to pick Squid, and then you made the Squitcheroo. That was the joke. Yeah, the Squitcheroo. That that was it. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Number eight would be a Grady pick. Yes. So remember this one and lock it into your fucking brain because it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> but it was the band really from uh, yeah, that, that I, good. I I really, really like this record. And I ended up having to revisit it a lot because I, I reviewed it for Merry Go Round magazine. Honestly, uh, I should have put this on my top 10. I'm looking at this it. This one and almost I, made I hearted too. like almost every song. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. And it's interesting. I was talking about this. Did you uh, have any that didn't make it that you later realized like, you should have put on? Because I definitely had one. Like probably I had this the one. Crumb album I thought would, would be on mine. And oh, then I forgot to put it. I almost swipped, I almost switched it out for the uh, Converge. Switched. I almost switched no, it I've, out. But anyway, <laughs> I had a hard time getting to fucking 10, but I love this record. I was talking to Tyler Dak about this when he was over at my house a couple weeks ago because he's friends with oh, them. Oh, yeah, this is the Boston uh, band. Yeah. Yeah. He was like invited, I think, to the female vocalist's wedding or whatever. Yeah. But I was just saying, like, the only thing I don't like about this band is the the male the male vocalist. Uh, that last song kind of kills the flow. I don't I like. didn't mind it. I don't mind. The yeah. Male vocalist. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. The house is a weird uh, song, though. I would, yeah, it's I would definitely love to see an them. outlier on this album, but yeah, I agree with you. It Dave, doesn't, but. yeah, it does, yeah, it doesn't. It just, it sounds like a demo that they threw on at the end that doesn't need yeah, to be there. I agree. Uh, next one would be we already touched on it, but Daisy Abrams' album Everywhere. I'm not. Woo! Uh, it's just I've been driving around with it in my car because I have the CD. You guys should go buy CDs if you don't have it. Uh, maybe get me some royalties going. I don't. Think yeah, I she just did. <laughs> did here ten just, cent royalty? Yeah, you're gonna get. She just did a great. A great fucking job and it's just like it's so beautifully layered and dense and she's so goddamn talented she plays like nearly everything on there and arranged everything besides the fact that she could have turned my guitar up a little bit more oh my on, god uh, on this just won't do which she's is i think it's just that I, I think well i think it's just my curse between tyler never turning me up loud enough uh Grady no it's called the curse of being enough. it's called the curse of being a guitar player and you're always gonna think you're too quiet on everything well, you play uh, you sound fine when you play guitar on your stuff, but whatever, that's fine. Because we're not Make talking your about own record. I will then. say because everybody else, because everybody else, Tyler named like you know seven songs that are his favorite. My favorite song on this is uh, "Revised Letter." Is just like a fucking jam. Um, it's a good I love one. that song, and I, uh, I I love Daisy. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. <laughs> um, uh, then next we have "Hiatus Coyote." I just thought that this was a fucking vibing record that like kind of put them back on my radar like we talked about when we did this or whatever it's like i saw them when they were you know kind of bursting onto the scene i'm just like oh that's super cool didn't listen to them and then this record i feel like you could put it on at any party with like a variety of people and it is just it's just chiller vibes yeah definitely yeah. Um, you definitely can do that very and good. then moving on up where it was controversial and i put these guys through it i've got uh senjutsu by iron maiden Oy. um yeah, it was just again, you know, I'm kind of out of the same thing with the, uh, which is why I like the converge element of the album that Tyler picked. But to get back and listen to a good, uh, what I thought was a good metal record, um, and again, just because you know they're it's fine, they're legends, their legacy act, uh, to see them still doing we, this. We like, went this into l- this album in depth. Yeah, yeah, it's episode, fine. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's good for some veteran metal guys. Um, and then moving up towards the top, then I have, what would this be at number prize four? fighter. Inferno, the prize yeah. fighter inferno the city introvert which for those of you that grady. don't know grady didn't was, know <laughs> yeah he didn't know see and i feel like grady would know liked who this the, was <laughs> yeah grady would have liked the first record better oh, absolutely um, but, it's, 
Yeah, because even Tyler likes some songs of that. We I almost really like the first well, one. And I'm gonna I give act, this album yeah. a thumbs down. I hated this <laughs> album, dude. I tried so hard to like it because I love the first no, and one. I, and I, I was get just it. Like, and it's, this one's definitely happened? all right. So for people that don't know, it's Claudio Sanchez from Cody and Camber's side project. And the thing well, is, solo he's swapped project, out. Yeah, um, yeah, his solo project. Um, but the big transition, the first album came out in 2006. So this one is what, 14 years later that he puts the record and he's fully like switched. Did he know, use a lot ex- of the fucking auto tune on his first album? No, like no. almost none. Well, this or, one I'd he's probably got, like it yeah, more than. Yeah, this one he got into, he's more into using like analog and modular synths. Like if you see what his office looks like when I watch him stream on on Twitch. And obviously I'm a Claudio fanboy. So of course I'm super biased and I know I actively know when I wrote a review about this, I'm just like, you know, if you don't like Coheed, this would be like a really hard sell. Um, but I was just thinking it's, a, it's interesting to, I mean, to see a different side of him. I think that's it's not cool con- that he is doing something different, like very different. Than that's Coheed. yeah. That's it's very yeah, that's different. Part I just don't think no, uh, it's that like well done personally. Yeah. At, to like me, you know, there's no concept to it. Uh, yeah, like I applaud him for oriented. you know for doing it. It's definitely very poppy. It's like very synth pop to me, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, it's a fun little side gig for him, probably. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. Um. Then number three, this one came out a total left dry field for cleaning. me. That I like. Yeah, dry what, cleaning. This one is band. super good. I I really um, like this one. So I, I'll let you talk first. Yeah. yeah the album is called New Long Leg. It's their debut record, and it's just like these people sound like they live on the same fucking block as like. The first EP from Joy Division when they were Warsaw, like Wire, like Magazine, like the music. To me, this is like a Jake. This is like an al- a band, an album that like Jake's music is similar to. Like well, it's your the, own oh, music that you write. Wow, that's that's, <laughs> that's fucking a, awesome. Like I, I, I wish, but it's just like again, if I wouldn't have known <laughs> that this record came out this year, I would have been like. Oh shit! This could have been a post-punk record that I missed when I got into this shit in Did, college. How come you didn't put like, this on another playlist? Because I just at the end of the year I had a big playlist of records that I didn't listen to, and I finally got to it. Oh. And I was like, "Oh so, my god!" All right, um, you but yeah, out, beautiful, dude. yeah, beautiful, jangly. Could have won with you know, this one. Jangly sure. guitar and all the lyrics are very so. It's it's like spoken word. Uh, yeah, this very album. Cool. This album is got very well received critically i know a lot of people were like this album is fucking really good and you should listen to it i've tried to listen to it like three or four times now i like the music a lot i like the lyrics i like the style i just don't not get into the vocals like it just doesn't (laughs) work for me and it's i was reading about it and apparently she does not consider herself a vocalist and she was basically recruited into this band by the the guitar player because he really liked her like her poetry or whatever she was writing and she basically just like said her poetry like over the songs and like you know a semi-cohesive way hey and, that's how x scene got brought into x yeah and i think she's like <laughs> a good lyricist and they're really interesting songs but i just like it's just so dry to me like her vocal style that's like it's so dry and spoken word that it like it almost it's like, very it's, it's very harder British. for me yeah i think it's hard it works for, me to listen for this to. band I think it does work and I totally understand the praise for them and like why people really, really like them. And I do think musically and lyrically they're cool. 
Um, so maybe, you know, in like a year or something down the road, I'll like come back to this album and just like, it'll click for me and I'll like it a lot. But, um, but yeah, I but just until write, then, right until then I'm <laughs> just gonna, you know, leave it on the back burner, but yeah, it's a cool album. But yeah, this, this falls in, it'll go with my number one pick where it's like, it's one of those moments where you put something on just kind of just like, oh, I don't know what this is, but I need to get through it. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? For me personally, <laughs> it checks a lot of the Jake box in a good way. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah. I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's this and how am I just finding out about them now? Um, my number two record would be The Shadow I Remember, which was the latest record from Cloud Nothings, um, which I don't think I did a single, but we didn't go over the record. But this was a big part of my 2021 because this like is the record that I got to. Number one, it was Return to Form for them. Yeah, I think they went back to the, the same studio and the same producer, Steve Albini, who they did Attack on Memory with, which was their breakout album, which what? just turned... 10 which is crazy day. this does feel um, most similar to that and I, and it, it's interesting to see how much a producer can have that effect on a band because he's like, just he's really really good and when but, i got an insight into that what i was going to say is i got to interview the singer and songwriter uh dylan baldy about making good, this record which, which is a good is, interview so you should go read that too yeah on merry-go-round i did a full profile on the band it was super cool to talk to him i talked to him for almost two hours about music and video games we talked about kiss and it was cool did you also talk about the album before this because that was the one that was like made it all in like garage band or whatever like on yeah and own. i think i made you guys listen to that record but yeah, i had yeah. to like send it to you guys because it wasn't on spotify which i also liked that one but like this one to me was yeah like you said a return to form yeah this so. was cool yeah this one was really really good and uh i saw them not that long ago in november when shows were happening before they started getting canceled again and they're they're great i think they're one of my favorite like you know contemporary rock bands yeah and then my number one which you know kind of struck a chord with me when grady was like oh there wasn't anything i heard this year that uh you know that i thought was going to be in my top two the minute i I fucking got through this record. I knew it would be my number one album of the year. Wow, you really, uh, you really was, liked it. I did. It's Bright Green Field by Squid. Um, Not Squid. Holy shit. No, I wanted to do this, but everybody had heard it. I was kind of like, I mean, we'll see. I want to see what you guys feel about it because I was surprised that it didn't end up in your guys's list. But like, oh my God, these guys fucking like perfect mix of like, there are Kid A vibes on here. There are Talking Head vibes. It's very dystopian. Like, if you go through, like, the genius for the lyrics, it's like you can get a reading list of a bunch of cool books and movies these guys are watching. And I saw them live, and they're, the singer is the fucking drummer. So this hmm. dude's drumming and singing that, and I just think he has such a cool voice, and it's just like, it's, again, it was one of those moments where I was walking around, and this record came up on my new music list, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It is just so cool. They are so talented, and oh my this god, I almost like me... had to ditch uh, Daisy's album release party to go see them, but then... Oh, we... yeah. that would have been I, I think this album's good. <laughs> I think this album's good. It's, uh, again, it's another album for me that I'm probably gonna have to sit with for a while for it to to click with me a bit it didn't it definitely isn't one of those you know like with you first time through and yeah. i'm like this is fucking amazing but again i can like <laughs> i can see the obvious merits to it so i think it's just something i'm gonna honestly this year i kind of have steered away from like the post-punk sound um i was like really into post-punk shit like when i was in college uh like five years ago and lately i've been sort of steering away from it so 
I think when I well, get more been, back into that, I'm going to enjoy this album a lot. There's a big resurgence of it in the UK right yeah. now with all these younger musicians having to deal with like post-Brexit government and how yeah. shitty things. But yeah. like, you know, One band, this band, dry cleaning, uh, like what is it yeah. called? Uh, Black Country, Old Road. They, or whatever. I, they like are. That, like, yeah, that's we're going to get into this in a second. But their album is definitely up there for one of my more anticipated. I like, I like yeah. Squid better than them, but I think I'm in a similar boat as Grady as Grady is like, <clears throat> I worry about this band because if i haven't loved it by now i feel like it might be one of those bands that i can never love but i do like it but it's dense it's hard it's hard like i don't know it's not yeah like a similar as grady it's not one that i listened to one time through and i'm like oh that was fucking amazing it's like it took me a while it grew on me for sure but i don't know it might take as long as radiohead took which is like 20 years for me to like yeah, that so. is that is true and again <laughs> like i again i put it there there are moments with some of the synth sounds and the arrangements that sound very very radiohead i mean i like it i think seeing them live might ma- might make a drastic difference for me i think they might be one of those bands where it's like once you see them live yeah it's a and whole they're new light, but they're blowing up they won a bunch of best records of the year like especially in the british press but i the this tour i just saw them on in november it was their first time to the united states and they played very small rooms like the constellation room uh by me and they're coming back they're coming back in march and they're already like selling out like the regent theater now in la like um so and they're uk they're uk based like like england or i think they're from london london yeah all right so what Uh, what song do you want to play do you want to i would like to play absolutely i would like to play the uh the opening track after the instrumental intro called GSK off Bright Green Field. All right, we'll play a, a bit of that track right now. Very talking heads, like yeah. Like David yeah. It reminds me of that I band uh, magazine a little bit too, but yeah, yeah. yeah they, so they got right. a lot going on for them. So that does it. That's so that's all of our, our list. tops for the year. Yeah. So that's what um, we liked. So we liked. Um, I know. Like. Well, here off the top a, of your head, just because there's a couple that I wanted to share. Were there any things you listened to this year that you are like stoked to, and you were just like, "Man, that fucking sucked." Uh, hmm. What, are, what, what was we, yours? What was yours? Mod, like? Modest Mouse. I would put that in which, there. I think, <laughs> which is like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm just like always hopeful. And especially because I, mean, I, I would put all the other Sufjan stuff in there, except the one I picked. 
Did like, the meditations and stuff come out this year? Because Ascension was so. the year before. I think yeah. all the meditations came out this year. Did they not? I don't know. I think they did. I don't know. That was uh, Saint, Saint Vincent was also like I listened to it a lot yeah. when I had to review it, and I never went. Was back that this to it. year? Yeah. That oh, one I did not like one. it. Yeah, I, that was definitely know. one I thought I would like. That was and, a big disappointment yeah. for me for sure. Yeah, that yeah. would be one for me too. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was probably so, my biggest disappointment this year. It just didn't. It just didn't do it for me. Like, yeah, I just wasn't into the vibe of it. Didn't it quite like, have the wow factor for me, but nah. I, nah. All right. Well, no, on that note, yeah. what are you guys most anticipating for 2022? There's a lot, dude. Okay. I think one, 2022 one pick. is going to be lit. No, I'll, I will go into that. Three picks. Yeah, three picks. Uh, three picks. Okay. All right. So. Well, just because if you have them right off the bat, we're yeah. not talking about All right. Just be them, quick but, yeah. about it. All right. Then. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> shut okay. up. So for me, just in the immediate future, that's like confirmed. We got. Big Thief, which is coming up in February. Also in February is... That wasn't even in my three. I forgot about Also in February is Beach House. I think both of those two are going to be really good. Well, those two are mine, so we can just cut mine really short. Um, also, <laughs> Thank you. I, I think there's going to be a Frank Ocean album this year. Okay. So I'm really stoked for that. And I think there's going to be a Kendrick album this year. So I'm stoked. Those can Ooh, both be cool. Yeah. Okay. But those two are like not announced or anything. There's, oh, also there's a destroyer. Okay. I'm oh. Sorry. Oh yeah. That's oh good. yeah. We didn't. Yeah, that new single was cool. Yeah, the new destroyer. Daisy. Daisy hated it. She said that he sounds like a. She read the title and she was like Tintoretto. He's. She's like, what a pretentious asshole. I mean, he <laughs> I is. Like, he kind of is. That's <laughs> what he's got thing, going though. for him, dude. <laughs> Tintoretto, it's for you. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. My most anticipated is obviously Big Thief, and it's coming up soon. I think that it's just yeah, it's gonna be good. It's okay, Jake, good. what are yeah. yours? Just, um, okay, so obviously Coheed dropping in May. Uh, super stoked for, for that shit. Um, of course. I want to hear the previously mentioned uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood's other band that they are breaking up Radiohead for, The Smile. <laughs> I watched their, they did a live set at Glastonbury over the summer and someone recorded the web stream and it's fucking cool. Wait, they're I mean, actually breaking up Radiohead for that? No, but I mean, like, why like, do this? They're on yeah, a definite hiatus. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, on a hiatus, but it sounds <laughs> They're not really going to cool. say they're breaking up they're, Radiohead. No, but it's very obvious. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, we're Ken, releasing a new album together. We're also breaking up Radiohead. Everyone doesn't Kendrick, listen to it. Kendrick is growing out a beard and wearing a big white robe and growing out his hair like he's coming back full profit style. Uh, very, very stoked on that. And then obviously Destroyer. Is that actually and, confirmed? Like, is Kendrick, is he for sure making no, no. a release this year? But I, think, I think at some point this year, he came out at some point last year with this weird cryptic message about how he got rid of his cell phone and how he's been off the grid and he's changed his name and that it's the last album that he's making with Top Dog Entertainment. Because right. He wants to that was the last phone. thing we heard. Is it yeah, but the it, last Top Dog album? What did he change his name to? I for I forget. I don't even know. Uh, okay. But I, I watched some live footage of him, and he looks like full on like cult leader, like he's been out in the oh, desert, like hell? doing some serious like reflection. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And then obviously, you you know, uh, oh, he changed his name to Oklahoma. Whoa. Uh, okay. Like well, O go. in front of K, and then Lamar, like like OK Lamar, almost without the R. Right. At the end. Huh. Uh, okay then well which i think is you know it's it's not as bad as snoop lion yeah, we'll i was see. thinking I think like i wonder if that'll stick like snoop yeah, lion that's did. gone that's, yeah no that was but, quickly um, reverted yeah but super excited for that i hope uh more 
I hope live shows open up. I hope that we can make some music together. Tyler and I got some, uh, we got some things. They're yeah. on simmer. I, I won't even say they're on the stove. It's like the pots and pans have been pulled out of the cabinet, but we don't know what we're cooking <laughs> yet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we got to talk about that later. Okay, okay. so yeah. real quick, let's go the rubric. over. Yes, let's go. There's going to be some changes coming this season. For us. The, for because us. Because I'm tired of being fucking wrong. Jake's tired of yeah. losing. <laughs> I, I will I'm say tired. that I think I think this was my season. I, I don't know the official tally, yeah, but I, just I feel like I won a lot this season. I just realized we didn't tally up the wins. Yeah, we didn't. We well, and I, I think I think this will be easier because we'll make a document and there will be numbers associated with it instead of having to go back and listen yeah, to we each re- fucking Yeah, we really thing. don't do uh, very much... Uh, like planning. due diligence on yeah. our uh, documentation. All right. Well, next episode we'll count it up. We'll actually announce the winner. I, I have a season. feeling. I mean, it definitely wasn't Jake. He barely won anything this season. I had a. I had a. I think it might have been me. But it could be close with Grady. Could be close between me and Grady. But I definitely won a lot more than I normally do. So. Yeah. So, so pat on know. my own back there. But so Good season job. four, we're going to introduce some new scoring, which will make you know it a little more competitive for bringing in riskier things. I feel like, and then I also. I don't know. I feel like you should get something for winning, like picking themes or like being able to like fucking, you know, dock somebody or whatever. But anyway, the rubric we're going to be dealing with is you can get anywhere from zero to three points. Tyler had a heart attack when Grady and I decided like, <laughs> no, you should be able to give fucking zeros if something blows. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, but if, you get an over, if you get an overall zero... Well, no, go through no. the rubric first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's it would be for rare you. to get an overall. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, so go through the rubric. Unique uniqueness and originality bringing a band that you know maybe the other people haven't heard of i don't know it could be like an album that people haven't heard of like like weird pick from a band maybe we already know but you know the whole point is we got kind of lax with being like well one of us has heard this but the other one hasn't yeah. so anywhere from zero to three points for that likability is where you can let you know your personal bias show being yeah. just like yes uh you know it's unique but i fucking hate it so we're calling that like grady's automatic coheed zero um okay, and then anywhere yeah zero to three and then anywhere from zero to four points for how well does it fit the theme a zero yeah. being grady picked lamb chop for a country album <laughs> right uh, category right. so for a total it's out of it's out of 10 points yeah uh just to freshen things up and give some records that you know you know, I should be able to pick Coheed and be like, I'll fucking sacrifice, you know, the likability. But so when we, were, when we were yeah. texting, I was thinking of if anyone gets if I get an overall zero, oh, like no, that no. would be oh, where I, I walk out. Dude, that would be the where only I walk way out. you'd get like an overall zero is if the theme was like smooth jazz and you bring in a bootleg recording of morrissey taking a shit or something like that's like, you know like i'm just saying if i get an overall zero i'm just fucking turning off the mics and walking out so maybe don't, we don't maybe, go maybe we should give him an overall zero on. just to troll him yeah Dude, that go. would that would be good we'll call we'll call all three zero, a perfect zero will be uh, an Andy, Andy show. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fit any theme ever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the show Not my flows. boy. <laughs> um, but anyway, we just want to thank you guys. We did pretty good listeners this year, and we did a couple polls uh, that we could do better on. Tyler's the only one who really ever does the polls, which doesn't count. <laughs> the polls. Uh, but um, yeah, so we're excited to implement this. Hopefully, get it more on a regular schedule. 
uh i'm gonna dial in this soundboard thing it didn't work out today but don't don't i haven't given up on you i'm bringing the am radio to this shit but well, we got the audio piece it. figured out we just got to get the sound bites figured out yeah and and as we've been hinting throughout the whole that we are going to work on timing it you know but we're like what 30 something episodes in rome wasn't built in a day or four <laughs> years since we've been this, this is the fourth year yeah uh no i mean we started in 2019 so Third, 2019, it's 2020, year-ish. 2021. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, so, yeah, all right. Third, third year, fourth season. Yeah, yeah, give or take. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm glad that, and then, you know, hopefully, I know you guys are moving, but I don't, and I don't know what the situation is over there. It'd be nice to, you know, be able to hang out and do this in person again. Yeah, uh, no, we'll definitely be doing that soon. If, yeah, if schedules allow it. But other yeah. than that, um, follow us on Instagram. That's our most active social. Follow the podcast on Spotify. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Answer our goddamn poll questions uh, when we when we put them. <laughs> yeah, they're for you. Um, they're yeah. for you, yeah. all right? And we uh, want to hear, hear from any, you. If anybody besides uh, Tyler and Grady's mom wants to give to like our Patreon thing so we can get an even nicer dinner uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah. we we, it's been three years <laughs> yeah. and we've earned yeah. one dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's good. I'll but it's gonna it. be a. It's gonna be a fucking good dinner. Hey, I'm uh, great. I'm and, grateful. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Most of all, yeah. thank you for listening and, yeah, and being a you. listener. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening. You, uh, you know, and it may not come up on here, but we. I'm sure we all talk to a lot of people that give us ideas for themes and you know, yep. talking points and stuff. So we appreciate really cool. all the feedback, even from James and his and his criticism of some picks from Grady. But yep. we appreciate it all. <laughs> keeping us on the level but thank you everybody season four has begun uh we'll be back we've already got some themes cooking so uh stick around and we'll see you next time all right right. till next one play us out kramer hit it